MSP Marketing in Bite-Sized Bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, Marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org. Copywriting for MSPs, Part 10. As a quick recap from last time, we looked at issues such as linguistic bonds, reframing negative statements, embedded commands and compliance. And in this section, we'll finish off with the overall interest and desirability parts of a sales letter before moving on to calls to action. So here's a quick note about likability, intimacy and personal revelations. So I'll start off by suggesting that you almost certainly already know that people buy from people that they like, know and trust. Now, getting people to know and trust you have been covered in other material about having continuous communication and ensuring that you have plenty of credibility and social proof. However, getting people to like you is certainly worth exploring. Now, Dr. Robert Cialdini wrote a famous book called Persuasion, which is excellent. And as an aside, he also wrote up a follow-up book called Presuasion, which I highly recommend reading. And in short, if people like you, they'll be a lot more likely to do things that you suggest. Well, of course, that's fine when you're in a meeting with them. But how do you do that in your sales copy? And the answer is that it's all about writing engaging copy by being personable and relatable and telling stories that resonate. And crucially, they must express genuine care. Remember, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So to that extent, write as you speak to create a conversational tone and open yourself up to your prospect by being truthful with them. And that means occasionally revealing to them that you're human and you can make mistakes. Show them that you're not infallible, that you have flaws. Offering personal revelations about you creates trust. So use it wisely and your copy will be a lot more powerful. And a quick note about jargon. You'll have noticed that if someone is either nervous or trying to show off or trying to bluff, they sometimes use unnecessarily long words or jargon. And my suggestion here is that if your audience is composed of technical people and that you're explaining to them the technical services that you provide, then fair enough. Use the jargon and the language and the technical words that they'd expect. However, using jargon just for its own sake to try and impress people is rarely effective and usually doesn't do much to endear people to you or make them like you, which is what you want. Always try and make your company personal, no matter how big it is. So similarly, people that ordinarily speak perfectly normally, for some reason, start using corporate speak as soon as they write copy for their websites or their sales letters. And it makes them sound as if it was written in the Victorian age. My advice in general is to keep it professional, but not overly formal. And I'm, and I'm certainly not suggesting that you ignore punctuation and grammar. I'm simply suggesting that writing in corporate speak won't help you sell. It'll probably get in the way of trying to establish your personality. So in summary, write like you speak or more accurately, write like your ideal clients speak and make it personal because after all, a company is made of people. Unless you're writing on behalf of royalty or an, or an entity like the Foreign Office, never think your company 
shouldn't appear personal, even if your MSP is a particularly large enterprise. For example, think for a moment about Richard Branson or Elon Musk. Do they have small companies? No, of course they don't. But neither do they make their communications impersonal either. They clearly don't, and I'd suggest that neither should you. Use everyday language and aim for that of a 12-year-old. In fact, if you've got a handy 12-year-old to hand, you can ask them to read your copy and see if and where they stumble. So at the risk of repeating myself, develop your own style and personality and speak like you're talking to your friends, making your prospects feel like they're part of a group. We're a pretty social species and people like to belong to groups of like-minded people, birds of a feather and all that. So consequently, your sales and your sales copy could do worse than make people feel as though by having your product or service that they will be part of a specific group. Apple are really good at that as a company. It works particularly well for high ticket items and my company, MKLink, is all about being part of a group of MSPs. As another example, the CRM company Salesforce hosts their annual Dreamforce conference, which has become more than just a corporate event. It's a cultural phenomenon for industry professionals. And there's no reason why an MSP can't have an annual event for their clients. In fact, I would go further and suggest that it's a very, very good idea, especially if you can add value by introducing prospects and clients to one another. And I would definitely mention this somewhere in your sales copy somehow. Neutralizing negatives and overcoming objections. Everything in life comes with positives and negatives and everybody knows it. So even if you provide the best products and the best services in the world, there will still be negatives. It's just a universal law. You shouldn't hide from the negatives because people will be thinking about them anyway. And if you can remember back to the Zygarnik effect, you'll see why that's important. The best thing to do is to handle your objections in advance. If you're speaking with people face to face, then of course you can handle those objections as they rise. On a website or a sales letter, you can't deal with the negatives as they arrive, but you can preempt them. So think of as many relevant objections as you can and write them down somewhere. Then think of how you can neutralize those negatives with one or more reasons and reframing if necessary. Then in your copy, use everyday language to preemptively eliminate those objections wherever you can and and if possible, reframe any negatives that you can with a positive spin. And if that's not possible to reframe it, then, then just address it as best you can. When people are thinking about buying something from you, the process has been likened to having your prospects walk down a long corridor and they need to close all the doors along the way, one by one, until they get to the last door that you want them to walk through and buy your product. Remember, people probably won't buy from you until they've had all their concerns addressed. And so that means being a little bit brave and overcoming all their objections so those objections can't scupper your sale. Now, quick note here about fear and desire and towards thinking and away from thinking. It's well known that people react to two main stimuli, either to gain pleasure, i.e. towards thinking, or avoid pain, i.e. away from thinking. Someone looking to buy a sports car is most likely in a towards thinking mode. So therefore, a sports car company's sales copy would likely reflect that. But when somebody's looking at an antivirus solution, what kind of mode do you think they'll be in? A lot of the time, your prospects are coming to you to solve a problem, and therefore their thinking will likely be in the away from mode. So you can use words like solve, fix, avoid, leave behind, drop, stop, get away from, and such like. As an aside, my understanding is that away from language in a towards type sale will annoy the prospect, whilst towards language in an away from sale has no particular impact, i.e. it's neutral. So going back to the example of the car, 
Saying to the prospect looking to buy a sports car, this car has advanced airbag protection and an extra reinforced chassis. It's likely to frustrate the potential buyer because they'll probably be thinking about the cost in terms of speed and performance and it won't be giving them the towards thinking type pleasure that they're craving. However, saying something like this car can do 130 miles an hour to someone considering buying a small safe family Volvo, for example, will more than likely have zero or a neutral effect. I'll leave it to you to decide how appropriate this analogy is about selling a sports car when it comes to selling managed services. But that's it for this section. For next time, we'll be looking looking at starting to close the sale. MSP Marketing in bite-sized bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, Marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org.